Welcome to 501 Crossroads, your show all about nonprofits and the people that make the mission happen. I'm Marjorie Moore, President and CEO of Mind's Eye, and my personal mission is to make nonprofits stronger by identifying and fixing the rubs that so often come up between people and the mission. My fabulous co-host, the nonprofit ninja, Natalie Jablonski, is here. That's right. Specializing in helping nonprofits maximize their time, talent, and resources to achieve organizational greatness. Hey, Natalie. Hey, Marjorie. What's shaking? I, this glass of wine is shaking. Oh, I'm, well, it's, it's swirling. It's, it's swirling. Do you know why it's swirling? Because it's happy. It is. Have a glass of wine. Because it's another wine, wine on one. one. Clink. Ooh, this That's is nice. delish, by the way. It is. I love wine. I, I I do too, and I love that you bought wine for us to have. Thank I you. I picked it up um, at eight o'clock this morning. You that did you know not, I sold it then? I I did, but <laughs> I didn't want to admit that on the air. So thanks for that. Life of a busy nonprofit professional. That's, you got to pick your wine up at eight o'clock. That's right. <laughs> It's the only time. It's the only time, right? So what mm. do you want to talk about today over this delicious glass of wine? Well, you know, so I have a, a lot of friends in my life who... Nuh-uh. Yeah, I do. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Outside of me? <laughs> yeah, Okay. But almost everybody I know works in the nonprofit life. Yeah, I have a lot of friends right now who are looking for jobs. Wow. They should listen to an episode about what to apply and how to apply. They really should. And actually, I told them to. And then they were like... But Marjorie, like seriously, like have you been out there lately looking Uh-oh. for jobs and have dun, you seen dun, some of the stuff that's going on? And so, okay, for those of you that are hiring managers and HR professionals, we've got some things you need to do stop we, doing do, now. Do we need to have a talk? We need to have a serious talk. Okay. So first of all, your jobs don't pay that much. <laughs> like we all know that. We all admit it. Like let's let's not do all these hurdles that are just making people run away and like hate your organization. So we have a theme in our office. We we say we do it for the outcome, not for the income. Exactly. And and that's great. But you need to make sure that other people who are applying probably have that same expectation. And yeah. so therefore, there are hoops that you should go through. But let's not set them on fire. Exactly. So <laughs> one of the things that I'm hearing a lot is overly complicated application processes. So where you've got to put it into this like system where, and I know that's great for tracking on the employer's end, but you know, if you can accept something that they've already put in um, to this giant system by a giant um, big company that sells this Who thing. Who has that money to be able to invest in that? Apparently a lot of places what? these days. So They're not yeah. using something free like a ZipRecruiter or an Indeed yeah. or a... I, I don't know. So we should get we should get plugs for those companies. Exactly. By the way. I feel yeah. like we said them a lot. I so. know. <laughs> but yeah, so make it make it easy for people to apply for your job. You know, only, you know, don't make them rewrite what's in their resume and put it into a special system. I like um, that. You know, figure this out. You, you you're you're adults. You can figure this out. <laughs> the other thing that I hate, yeah, a lot is um, really long personality tests, particularly. Personality test. The application site? Yeah, sometimes before the interview. What? Yes. Like, number one, is there a question about how much wine you drink? Because if so, I am going to be in big trouble if I go to apply somewhere. (laughs) Like, I get that you're trying to figure out if people are trustworthy. Yeah, yeah. You want that. Um, Are they going to be hard workers? But don't I just, you think they're going to manipulate that a little bit if they are? Because well, they're not trustworthy and they're exactly. they're obviously trying to take a shortcut. Yeah, I, and so I don't really how hard working on you scale one to ten. So ten. I have a very good friend who is an industrial organizational psychologist. She's very smart. She sounds like it. I yes. can't even spell what all that you just said. I know, and she has. Well, I have me, had some wine. In all fairness, <laughs> from a from a professional's perspective, that these tests do not work um, in many many cases. So. Um, if you're going to do a test, make sure that it is applicable to your business and that it is um, maybe a skills-based test, and maybe that's in the interview. Mm-hmm. Don't give people like you know tons of stuff to do before you even meet them. Like that's not cool. There's a local nonprofit in the St. Louis metropolitan area that I will not call out, but uh, they're very well known, 
And uh, I, but that being said, I can't imagine their salary scale is much different mm-hmm. than most large nonprofits. And I had someone who went through and did an application and they called and they said, I, that application took me over an hour to Not do. Okay. And I said, well, I don't, well, did you have computer problems? Like I was thinking the obvious mm-hmm. computer problems, you have internet issues. She mm-hmm. said, no. She said, when she starts going through, it would start asking all these questions. And it was like, if, uh, follow the pattern, one, seven, 12, 16, oh, what comes that. next? And the next one was, if you have... And uh, you know, you can Google that. If you have two pieces of bread plus two pieces of fish, it equals what type of horse? Like, I mean, there was just, just <laughs> bizarre. It, was, it must have been that, fi- that crazy math that, mm-hmm. that everyone's doing. But <laughs> the point was, it was asking all these questions. And so I got a chance one time to meet someone who worked in that particular mm-hmm. nonprofit. And I asked if they had went through this cr- crazy uh, zoo. And they said, yes, they had. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I'm curious. If you went through this this the, the zoo of questions, right... Why? Why? And she said, well, I have never asked the HR manager, but I kind of have to wonder if it's to weed out, because they're so popular, to weed out the people who are really, really interested in applying there. Not cool. I know. It's a psychological game, right? Yeah, because honestly, you're scaring away people who are actually fantastic people who don't have time for this. I agree. I was I was shocked, but the answer made sense, mm-hmm. but I didn't say that the employer was right. So yes. employers need to quit doing that. Now, especially if you have made somebody spend an hour on your application process, yes, let them know if they didn't get the job. Oh, well, that would be nice. Or even that they got that you got the application. If yes. you could spend that much money on it, surely you can get an automatic reply of your application has mm-hmm. been received. That's even exactly. worse. Yes. It's like you you turn to Adele. Hello, mm-hmm. it's me. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to find out if there's someone on the other side that even got it, right? So it's, it's that's frustrating. Cool. So, yeah, and especially if you interview somebody, let them know. Yeah, like, I really agree. Just let people know. Let, let them know where you are in the process. Don't make them stalk you. It's weird. It's awkward. Nobody likes it. Is there a certain time in which you think someone has the right to call and find out what's going on over there? I think if you have missed your timeline but by more than a week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they do. At that point, it's like, yeah. hey, what's yeah. going on? Did you get it? Mm-hmm. What you doing? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and if you do it politely expensive. and respectfully, mm-hmm. it could actually make you stand out. <laughs> You're not going to stand out to me if you call me. But... Because then I'm going to have to pick up the phone, and we all know how I hate the phone. Yes, so. yes, this is true. Text her. <laughs> yeah, we'll be give better. you her private number Ooh, later. Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that I hate is um, so you get to the interview process, yes. and you have to do homework. Yes. Um, and it, what I really, really—it sounds like a lot of nonprofits out there are starting to give you homework that is almost um, free labor. So, yes. write what a is marketing up with that plan trend? for us. Yeah. No, no, don't write a marketing plan for us. One of the things that I do, because I, like I mentioned, I want to make sure that our people have skills and have applicable skills. I have them write a press release about some totally mythical thing that's not going to happen. That's, that's totally fair. Because you you know that I'm not going to put a labyrinth outside. No. I'd really like to. It'd be really cool. But that's what the press would look well, Sensory Ooh. labyrinth. Ooh, yeah. My dream. But, I you like know. it. Yeah. I like it. So maybe I'll save them all up and use them way, way down the road. I'm not going when to. When you do ever that. get a sensory yeah. labyrinth. That'd but be it great. gives me a sense to see how they can, can write quickly and, you know, can they write. So I had a client but, you know. that um, was asked by an applicant once they passed the first screening, they were going to come in, do a face to face, and they had to do a six minute timed PowerPoint on how they were going, the, the strategic things they would do in the first 90 days. No. And I, you know, you at that point, you have no choice as the mm-hmm. applicant, right? They were stuck because they, they really wanted the job, which they didn't get, by the way. Mm-hmm. And they then wondered if someone else had a better six-minute presentation. Mm-hmm. But the reality is they probably took all the six-minute presentations and mm-hmm. built their 90-day plan. Yeah, which and is not cool. I just don't think it's appropriate, especially yeah. in an industry where the we do it for the outcome, not mm-hmm. for the income. Yeah. 
where we are not really compensating people to their full ability. You know, nonprofit individuals did not take the vow of charity or Mm-mm. poverty. Mm-mm. They took the vow of service before self. Yep. And that should never be confused with the the salary piece of what we do. Exactly. And speaking of salaries. Yeah. In some states. Yes. Really? Now, it used to be just like, hey, that's not cool. But oh, like yeah. in some states now, it's like legit illegal. Um, don't ask... It, it doesn't matter what somebody made before they got to you. That has nothing to do with what you should be paying with them. Agreed. You, so don't ask what they paid before. Right. That really just keeps you know perpetuating inequity and keeps women's wages down. Keeps and when I keep colors. hearing people yeah. argue yeah. back on that, employers will tell me, "Yeah, but how? But we don't want to waste our time if we can't afford them." Well, mm-hmm. then ask. Mm-hmm. Say, or, "I'd like a, I'd like to have a range of mm-hmm. where you'd be comfortable, not yeah. where you've been. Where do you want to be?" Well, and you know what I've done for the last couple of hires. I've actually put the range of what we are going to pay That's in the ad. crazy talk. It's crazy talk. And my staff have gone, hot, but now we know what everybody's making. I said, well, you know a range. Right. And I said, you know, when your job comes up, you'll know the range. Right. So, you know. And I if don't you're not comfortable a... with the range, uh, you know, one way around mm-hmm. that too is your board of directors can give you a mm-hmm. range. So yeah. a lot of times operations are kept separately from a board for mm-hmm. right purposes. So they don't know the individual salaries. Mm-hmm. But they are helping you with governance and fiscal responsibility. Mm-hmm. So it would be perfectly within a lot of nonprofit boards' rights to be able to have a bylaw that says in there mm-hmm. that they are allowed to give you a range for which positions should have. Mm-hmm. Putting that range in then is yeah. not a secret because it's in your bylaws. Exactly. Well, and I think, you know, you know what you're going to be able to pay somebody. Yeah. Like, there's no point in just keeping it a secret from the start. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with employees knowing what everybody's being paid, especially if you're paying people fairly in the first place. Absolutely. Now, if you're not paying people fairly in the first place and you're, you're like, oh, God, what if what if so-and-so knows what so-and-so is making? They're going to be upset. you got bigger fish to fry. Yeah, right. Absolutely. If that's the kind of culture you've created in your organization, you probably need to work on the culture before you work on hiring anybody else. Exactly. So just go out there and be a good employer. Yes. And, you know, and. It's important to make sure that you remember that we want to create a welcoming environment for mm-hmm. new applicants. We want them to come on and not be like, hey, just kidding. Now we're going to switch this on you, right? Mm-hmm. It's like someone saying that they want to have, um, you know, a Merlot, mm-hmm. and then they get their drink, and it's a Chardonnay. Oh, God, why? They're both wine, but they're very different. Yes. So don't do that. You wouldn't want that in, in your restaurant, in your home right now while you're drinking your wine. Mm-hmm. Don't do that to your applicants. Make sure the more transparent you can be. The more you can share with them ahead of time uh, about any detail, especially if you've this position itself, you've had a hard time mm-hmm. with retention, figure out what those retention factors are and share those up front with mm-hmm. applicants and let them know, yes, um, this requires driving in, you know, three different counties mm-hmm. and this requires, you know, whatever this, you know, whatever those are, let them know ahead of time. I think mm-hmm. that's important because when you can be more transparent as an employer, you're more likely to have an all-in employee mm-hmm. who's not going to get frustrated and burnt out in the first 90 days or first oh, yeah. you know year because of those same factors that you've had with success with succession planning before so exactly so those are some of our tips yep and we hope you enjoy them as we enjoyed this wine, wine on, on one, one. And thank you to all of you for joining us on 501 Crossroads. 501 Crossroads is recorded at the studios of Mind's Eye Radio and is produced and hosted by me, Marjorie Moore. And me, Natalie Jablonski. Mike Curtis is our sound engineer. Please go to iTunes or Stitcher or your favorite app and subscribe and leave us some feedback so others can find us. You can find us on Facebook at 501 Crossroads. Thank you for listening. And remember, we're all working towards the same outcomes.